What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. Real quick, let's get the plugs out of the way. Let's plug those ear holes. Um, big announcement. August 10th, 2023, Thursday. I'm doing my special taping slash birthday party show at the Comic Strip Live, baby. Upper East Side, New York City. Get your tickets, jamescamacho.com. It was originally, the taping was originally supposed to be July 28th, but we had to switch some things around logistically, financially, uh, homosexually. This is going to be where it's at. Um, nothing, the, 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 the Leonard Nimoy Talia, beautiful venue, um, just couldn't make it work. And now we're going to be doing it at my home club, the Comic Strip Live, which honestly, now that I kind of think about it, I, I probably... Uh, I should have started there because I literally started my comedy career there. Um, when I was a year into comedy, a little, a little, a little, little Jamie, a uh, twenty, holy shit, how old was I a year into comedy? A little twenty-two-year-old Jane, one year into doing open mics, heard that there was a lottery audition at the Comic Strip Live, and he got in line with three hundred other people. And, uh, you know, a funny story about that audition thing. So I think they I think the announcement was like. Um, so, OK, 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 um, This is getting all over the place. We're starting with the plugs. We're doing the special announcement. Now I'm about to go in this backstory of uh, the Comic Strip Live uh, audition process. Before we get into that, let me just get this out of the way. August 10th, guys. Thursday, special taping, New York City, Comic Strip Live. Please get your tickets. we got to fill that sucker up. And um, if we do a good job of uh, selling tickets for the first show, we'll be able to add a second show at 10 p.m., which will be super, super helpful for me because whenever you're shooting something, it's always good to have options, right? Options. That's It's just like dating, you know? When you're dating someone, you got to have options, right? Because so, you, don't, you don't seem too needy, you know? If you have options, you can be like, yeah, I don't need you anyways. I got my side chick on the side. But, um, yeah, with the taping, you know, um, if I mess up a joke or, um, you know, uh, it's good to have options. So um, get your tickets, jamescamacho.com, if you live in New York City. If you don't live in New York City, tell a friend that lives in New York City. we got to pack this sucker out. Um, also, I got road dates. So if you can't see the hour in New York City... There's plenty of places I'm going to be that you can come see me. July 9th, I'm going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee. July 20th, I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale. July 21 to 22, Miami. And uh, what else we got? July 27th, Brooklyn, New York. Doing a, doing a little thing there. August 4th, 5th, I'll be in Hartford, Connecticut. August 20th, San Diego. September 14th to 17th, I'll be doing a Midwest run. November 3rd to 4th, Dallas, and December 1st and 2nd, Washington, D.C. Uh, tickets that are available are up at jamescamacho.com right now. Go get your tickets, especially for the the taping, you know? And don't do that thing. Like, this happens a lot where people go, um, oh, I can't make it, but I'll just buy a ticket. I don't care about the money. I just need human beings with senses of humor in the seats, okay? And, um, yeah. So, anyways, so... Yeah, I'm happy I'm doing it at the Comic Strip Live. Um, there's just way more flexibility there. And also, I have more of a sentimental value. And uh, you know uh, you know me. I'm all about sentiment. 
and um, cement fours, good shoe. And so um, back in 2014, I want to say, is when I started comedy. And then in 2015, I got my lottery ticket audition for the comic strip. So for those of you who don't know, the comic strip live is a comedy club in the Upper East Side. Uh, it's a legendary comedy club. It's where Eddie Murphy um, started. It's where Adam Sandler started. It's where Jerry Seinfeld started. If you go on um, Netflix, one of Jerry Seinfeld's specials was actually filmed there. And um, the comic strip is famous not only for developing these uh, megastars, but they're all, it's also famous for its um, am amongst the uh, comedians in the comedy community for having pretty much the only uh, open audition process right now where you don't have to bring people um, to see you perform. Um, there are like, you know, there are some clubs in the city that do quote unquote auditions, but you have to bring five of your friends to buy tickets and buy two drinks to perform, which, you know, a lot of people are opposed to doing. Cause I mean, essentially if you have five friends come see you buy a $20 tickets each, that's a hundred bucks. And if they get like a two drinks each, uh, New York City prices for drinks are like, you know, $15 a drink, a cocktail. So that's $30 plus tip $40. So, I mean, 40 times five is 200. Like literally you are paying uh, $200 like a drink tab times uh, five. That's like $1,000 plus like the emission. I mean, you're spending like, like to audition, you are making your friends pay like a thousand dollars you know so the comic strip has the only open audition process in new york city basically once a year they have a lottery drawing where you show up you just show up to the club and you go in they give you a date to audition and you come back on your date to audition that's it it's fair it's honest no strings attached you just go into your five minutes and then um someone will watch you and they'll let you know if you uh you're you're in or not and um Usually the lot, I remember the lottery, I think it was like the drawing was started like 5.36 p.m. And I'm so Asian, so Asian, that I showed up at like 12 p.m. or some shit. Like, I'm not even kidding. I showed up because, I, you know, you're just scared that like you're not, you're not going to get a, I think I just knocked this camera over. Let me try to fix that over. But yeah, I, I showed up like at, at noon for like a 6 p.m. Uh, drawing. Because I, I'm just, you know, that's just, that's just the Asian in me. You know, I wanted to make sure I got a ticket. And um, I thought, too, like, you know, there are a lot of comics in New York City. And I heard hundreds of people were going to show up. And hundreds of people did show up. But um, when I got there at 12, I, I think I was, like, the fucking maybe, f like, I don't know, 10th person there. You know, like, like there was no one else there, really. Um, so I did it, overdid it a little bit. But it was good because, I, I, you know, I guaranteed my, um, my number my date and I went back and I auditioned for the owner of the club Richie who uh who has since passed away um I have a crazy story about my audition date man I um so it was uh August 21st I want to say I'm not 100% sure about that um I actually have the piece of paper um so when you got your lottery audition they they would write the date on a piece of paper and they would give it to you i still have the actual piece of paper it's framed in my um in my loft up here and um yeah it, it, i still have it it's great it's like all yellow and you know just dirtied up and shit from age but 
I remember I showed up on my audition date. I was nervous as shit. Again, like you're supposed to. I think they wanted you to be there at like 1030. And I showed up at like fucking 730. You know, again, being Asian, being a workaholic, being super safe, being super cautious. And it was a crazy night. It was August and it was like the, the club was packed. Right. It was like the end of summer. So like everything was popping. Everyone wanted to go out before the fall started, before back to school started, all that shit, right? So the room is packed, and I remember it was a crazy night because there were two celebrity drop-ins that night. Jay Farrow from, I think he was from Saturday Night Live. Um, I don't know what the hell Jay Farrow's up to now. It's been a while since I've heard his name. Um, but, like, uh, this is, the like, this is, like, six years ago, and Jay Farrow was, like, pretty big he was making the rounds at all the clubs and he was like um you know seemed like he was on that trajectory to be like the next big thing but i i don't know what the hell he's up to he's kind of been uh, i haven't heard his name in a while so jay farrell came in and then george wallace popped in and they both did like whatever 20 30 minute sets each so the show that was a you know the, the show was, a, was supposed to originally be 8 to ten forty, i want to say that's what the comic strip shows used to be. They used to be like two and a half hour long shows. But then with the additions of these celebrity drop-ins, the show literally went until midnight, right? So I was supposed to audition at 1040 that, around that time. Instead, I get pushed to like midnight. And I remember I'm about to go on and uh, the host, James Mattern, who's a great guy, He's, uh, you know, he's telling me like, all right, but you know, so I'm going to, you're going to do your time. I'm going to let you get right off. Don't blow the light. We got people auditioning. Um, don't be nervous. Just do your stuff. Have fun. All that shit. Right. Just trying to make it comfortable. And I realized that the, the owner of the club who's supposed to watch the auditions is not in the room because Jay, so Jay Farrow goes on, he leaves. And then the owner of the club like pulls him into his office. Right. And starts like talking him up. Right. Probably just telling him like, you know, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming. Hope you come again. Blah, 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 blah. And he's in his office. He's not in the room watching the auditions. So now I'm starting to kind of like, like freak out. It's just like, well, I hope, hope, uh, you know, hope he wraps up soon. And he comes watches uh, my audition. Right. I'm, 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 I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And, as time keeps going on, um, we get closer and closer to when I'm at, cause so there's someone on stage, like at the moment, right? Like, like doing his set and I'm supposed to be next to audition. And, uh, the owner of the club, Richie is just talking to Jay Farrow in the office. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, so like the, the, the strip is, a it's a kind of a small club. There is an area where you could like stand and kind of look into the showroom and then if you look to your right, you can also see, like, where the office is. So I'm, like, looking at the stage and then looking back to the office to seeing, like, if, if the owner of the club is, you know, has popped out, right? And time is just ticking down, ticking down, ticking down to when I'm supposed to go on. And then I remember Mattern comes up. He goes, hey, like, Richie's still in the office. Um, I got to light this guy because he's, he's, you know, his time's almost up. I'll try to stall for a little bit, but, you know, I can only stall for so long. And, uh... But everything's going to be okay. That's what he says. He's like, yeah, just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Don't worry about it. And I'm starting to freak out now. Like, you know, this whole time I'm thinking about my set, you know, like literally like, all right, I open with Chinese Puerto Rican, only child. Like I'm just going through my set over and over again in my head. I'm listening to it. I'm looking at my notes. 
And I finally, like, like I am able to, like, get out of my head about my set. Because now I'm freaking out. Like, is this guy even going to see my audition? And I remember going up to, like, the guy at the bar. Um, this guy, Greg, right? He was the manager, bartender. He's no longer there. And I remember, like, just telling him, like, uh, yeah, so, like, I'm a comic who's supposed to audition. And uh, the owner of the club's, like, in the office. And he's supposed to watch my audition. But, like, he's in there with Jay Farrow. So, like, you know, what, what happens? Like, do you think he's going to come out? Is there anything you can do? And I'll never forget this moment. The owner, um, uh, the manager literally just goes, yeah, tough shit. That's it. And he just walked away, you know? So literally, I'm this, like, new comic who's been thinking about this audition for a year now, right? Just, 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 like, uh, and I was, like, preparing all week for it. I was, like, running around the city doing as many five-minute sets as I could, just preparing for this audition. And I'm, like, faced with this, 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 this uh, reality that, like, it may all be for nothing, right? That I just wasted all my time, my mental energy, my physical energy, and it could just be, I, you know, I could be left hanging. And I'm just like, fuck, what do I do? And then um, the comic gets off, the host goes back, Mattern goes back on, and he um, he stalls for a little bit, right? He does like a minute or two. Just, 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 just talking to the crowds, like you know, just chewing a couple jokes. But I could tell, like, I could see in his eyes, like, he's kind of looking around to see if the owner has, like, popped in yet. And still no owner. Still the office door is, like, closed. And I just see him kind of start, you know, saying, like, all right, so, you know, oh, so the great thing about the comic strip live is, like, you know, they do these auditions. And we have a couple auditioners coming up. And I just remember the feeling of, like, fuck, man. Like, I'm about to go on and no one's going to see me audition. And my name gets called. I walk up to the stage, just like, just like, like, just like in that, like, I, I don't remember even being like defeated or sad. I just remember like, I was so like, kind of my head was on a swivel, right? I'm looking at the stage. I'm looking at the office, stage, office door, stage, office door, just like back and forth, you know, just, 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 just like, like, uh, just like in my head, just like pleading that, like hoping he just comes out and I get called up and I just go up and. I remember as soon as I get up on stage and like I turn my face to the crowd and I grab the microphone, I look to the back where the entrance to the room is and the owner of the club just 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 enters like just just magically enters. And um, I just did my set and I remember my first few jokes went really well and then my last joke bombed and then I got the light and I got off. And then the owner of the club was like, uh, I remember he asked me, he goes, uh, what, what other clubs are you playing? And I, I, I said, like, whatever other clubs. Like, I was interning at some clubs, getting stage time. I think he asked me how old I was or something like that. And then he goes, all right, yeah, so we do a thing called Late Night where you can come in, you write your name down, and then uh, he just, he, you know, you, 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 you put your name down, you could do five minutes at the end of uh, the show and you're passed. So... Yeah, that was a uh, that was my pretty like uh, nerve wracking audition story, and that whole thing taught me a lot. Like, there's a lot of takeaways I got from this experience. I would say the first one is that like no one gives a shit when you do comedy. You know, like you get into this and it's like you know it's all self involved. It's like it's me saying my jokes, saying my thing, uh, getting up there, performing. 
No one cares. You know, not a single person in the world gives a shit that you're doing this. It's all just like it's all you. And I got that like realization because like I literally was telling the guy like, hey, like uh, I'm here to audition and like I don't like where is the guy? And then the guy and then the, the manager was just like, oh, fuck, tough luck, man. And like there was no one to call. It's like, you know, like I was young, too. So you kind of I don't know. You just have these feelings of like, well, that's not fair. You know, you want to call your parents like, mommy, come on. Like nothing. There's nothing you can do. And life's unfair. Like I, I just you just have that. You just face with the life is unfair. And then you just have to kind of like deal with it, you know, and lucky it worked out for me, you know, that he did come in and all that shit. But another thing I took away from it, and this is something that's always stuck with me. And like I kind of do this now before I go on stage. It's like. The more you think about your set and the more you kind of like um, uh, like comedy is one of those things where it's like you obviously need to be prepared. But once you get on stage, you really have to like let loose, be yourself and almost like forget your jokes, but then like know your jokes and like just tell them in the most natural way, you know. And in a way, I'm kind of thankful that the owner of the club almost missed my set. Because instead of thinking about my jokes over and over again, replaying them in my head, I was thinking about something else, you know, because I'm pretty sure because I had this tendency. It's like I, I can sound robotic on stage and rehearsed. I'm pretty sure if I had just been thinking about my set for three, four hours and I went up, I would have probably sounded like a fuck like I was reading off a teleprompter, you know, like and um, I wouldn't have been connected with the crowd. I would have been too like about the words of the jokes and just being kind of like you know, panicking about, go oh, see my audition. Like, is it going to see what's going on? It took me out of that, like, memorization process. And also kind of made me realize, like, dude, I know the jokes are good. I just need this guy to fucking see it, you know? Imagine if, like, the owner wasn't, like, there, and then in my real my feeling was like, oh, thank God, because uh, <laughs> that would have meant I felt like my jokes weren't ready, you know? But I, I knew in that moment, like, hey, I've been, I've been practicing for this. I've been doing, like... I've been thinking about this for a year. I've been obsessing. Like, I need you to see what I've done. You know, I'm prepared. I'm ready to fucking go. You know? So, yeah. Um, I didn't think I was going to babble on about that to start the podcast. But, yeah, that's uh, Comic Strip Live. August 10th, guys. Thursday. Get your tickets. JamesCamacho.com. Um, you heard the story here first. I'm actually thinking about doing a little promo with my boy Salacuse where um, we're going to kind of retell that story so you get it here first that's what this podcast is about if you are a james camacho fan and you want to hear more babble from the camachos this is where you come you get everything first you know you hear stories about my mom apologizing to me you hear updates on my tour dates all that shit i appreciate you guys i love you send me an email i'm very lonely all right so this episode um we have a couple of fun things i want to do i want to do some unboxings for some uh pretty Pretty fire kicks that I just uh, got, and I also um, I got I got a couple uh, I got a couple things I want to bitch about if that's okay with you guys, but um, I guess we should do the unboxings first. So I kind of I've been on uh, the IGs a lot, and uh, you know aside from my stupid shadow ban, obviously I you know I go on there um, not just to post content and. Um, try to go get famous but you know I'm, I'm a normal person so i like to look at things on there i like to look at memes i like to look at like uh sports like highlights and shit and i also like to you know look at like sneaker content obviously because you know i'm a sneakerhead. and this shoe 
um, I, I really just like when it first came out, I didn't think it was like uh, any any good or whatever. But I'm telling you, man, I'm a sucker for like celebrity endorsements. Um, I, I uh, so as you guys might may or may not know, Travis Scott is um, dropping his album soon. Utopia. Apparently, like I'm not I've no I know a few Travis Scott songs that are pretty good. But um, apparently this is like one of the most anticipated albums of all time. Um, I mean, honestly, besides like Sicko Mode, Goosebumps, and uh, I, what's that fucking that one song he does with Drake? What's another one of his songs that are really that big? You know, because it kind of feels like he's on that Drake level. But I don't like Drake has so many bangers, dude. I mean, he's just got banger after banger. I, mean, I can go, you can go on and on. Like, I have about like. 40, 50 Drake songs on my phone that are all just like, you know, every time you play them, you're like, oh, yeah, this is like a period in my life where this was like I went clubbing and like I got drunk and like I played this in my car, bumping it. But Travis Scott doesn't, you know, maybe I'm old because uh, Drake was big when I was in high school. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so I'm a sucker for celebrity endorsements. When this shoe, when I first saw this shoe, I was like, nah, whatever, not a big deal. But then Travis Scott um, has literally been wearing it, it. I just been seeing it on Instagram. He's been wearing the shoe. It looks like every single day for the past year. Like I'm like, it, it, it's like getting to the point where you're just like, like, uh, do you not have anything else? Like, oh, you know, he has other shoes, but I'm just like, man, this is kind of crazy. And like the more I would see it, the more I would kind of just be like, all right, I think I need to. uh it just it just looks better and better and better and better, and it got really got me really thinking too. It's just like, I guess that's how like advertisement works, you know, like product placement. Because like, how many times have you like heard of some product like when you're listening to a podcast, and um, all you do is like skip through it, right? Like if you listen to a podcast, it's like me undies or um, zip recruiter. Like these are things like I I I never I don't even know what the fuck they do. Like I know like. I've never even like really heard of them before, but you hear it enough where you, you, you start to like, it start does, it does kind of become part of your life. Like me undies, for example, right? I never heard of what the, like me undies until I started listening to like podcasts and they like, they pretty much advertise on every comedy podcast, every sports podcast. And now it's just like, if I need underwear, I go in my mind, I just go, like I need underwear. What underwear can I get? And then you just kind of know of me undies from fucking hearing it so much. Even if you're not really paying attention to the ads, you just you just know. So like I guess like so I guess advertisement is just about like all right, how like if we can like get our product like said and shown to people, that like eventually will buy it. Does this make any sense? Like I'm sure there's so many like business marketing advertisement people listening to this right now like yeah no shit that's what it's about but like i just like i didn't go to business school and like i'm just starting to realize it's like oh dude it's like if you just show people shit eventually they like they get suckered in so anyways like for these shoes i just kept seeing him wear it on instagram over and over and over and over and over again to the point where i went from like ah that's not for me i passed to like "Mm, like those are looking pretty good to like i gotta have it you know so I fucking bought a pair. Like, I got fucking... I should delete my Instagram, you know? It's ruining my life. But I got a pair. The Jordan 1 Travis Scott Lowe's Olives. Um, 
like I said, if you even go back to like my podcast from like, I don't know, like three months ago, I was like, I, these are a pass for me. I don't want to, I don't need any more goddamn shoes. And just for fuck's sake, like the marketing got me, man. The marketing got me. That's what I should do for my special taping. And then my girlfriend uh, suggested this, which is a great idea. Just getting the flyers and like um, just posting them everywhere, you know? And it's just like, I guess if people see it enough times, they just fucking will go, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, what am I doing Thursday? I guess I'll go. Um, hope you guys were thinking that way, too. But, yeah, um, here we go. Let's unbox these. It's a little bit late. Um, these have been out for a couple months now. But um, I got to admit, man, it, 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 it's uh, this is a product of fucking heavy marketing. Um, let's do it. Yeah. So obviously here we got this, um, like, like sale olive, uh, box, Jordan one box. We got the pink, um, shoe paper, obviously with the cactus Jack, the Travis Scott, like sad face, which I don't understand why he has that. If you guys know anything about like Travis Scott shoes, he has like this, uh, sad face logo on it which is like are you really sad you know it's like you're a gajillionaire nike like you have your own sneaker with nike and you like you know you were sleeping with kylie jenner for god knows how long it's like are you, how how sad could you be right shiv right you know travis scott my girlfriend's right here you know travis scott, no, who's travis scott? you know who travis scott is yes i know who oh okay travis scott. He so this is his logo. You see that some un, that's that frowny face, but he's not sad. He's got a million dollars. He's got his own shoe line, and he's ba he's banging Kylie Jenner. How can he be sad? You know, it's it's kind of false advertising. You don't think this is a sad face? I think it's like the face of like some like. You know, no one can wait. Can you come in here? Can you come in here? Click. No one can hear what the fuck you're saying. You can come in. It's fine. Why are you sneaking? <laughs> like it's a fucking civil war. What, what were you gonna say? Wearing a sports bra. Oh my God! It's 2024. No one wears bras anymore. 2023. No girls don't wear bras anymore. It's the head of a doll that you buy from the dollar store and give to your nephew. Yeah, but the whole point is like, why would he? Why would his logo be something sad when his life is so good? You know, it's just non-transparent. All right, it's inauthentic to me. Anyways, so we got the pink shoe paper. With all the Travis, this is like every Travis Scott shoe has the same kind of pink um, paper. And here we go. Let's look at the shoe. There we go, baby. There's one. There's the right that I already laced up a little bit. And here comes the lefty, the left nut. Here we go. Right. Again, you know what's crazy again 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 when i first opened the box and i saw these my initial reaction was like ah they're not they're not that nice like again like it's the same thing when i saw the photos i was like ah shit they're they're not that nice and now that i've had these at the crib and i've been looking at them for like i don't know four or five days i think they're so i think they're really nice these shoes are kind of like seltzer water, you know? Like, when I first had seltzer water, I was like, what the fuck? This is stupid. It's it's water with bubbles? And now it's all I drink. I drink, like, five cups a day. Um, these are, too. Like, I saw the pictures. I was like, these are these are not that great. I'll pass. 
and then I kept seeing them online. I got them, and then when I got them in person, the same. I, I I was thinking like maybe I should just return them or, or just sell them. And then um, I keep staring at them every day. I'm like, these are pretty hot. What do you think about these, Shivy? Do you like these? Yes. She says she likes them. She's just she's just trying to make me feel better. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'll see. I feel so bad. I I feel bad whenever I do the podcast when she's home. I feel like I feel like I feel like the patriarchies, you know, where I'm like, you know, I gotta do my podcast, so you gotta hide in a room and then uh, not listen. Um. Anyways, so yeah, it, I I just can't even explain. It. I'm a lot. I'm I'm at a weird loss for words with these. It's like like I said. It's like when they first came out, I wasn't a fan. And now I literally think they might be one of my favorite Travis Scott releases, you know? It's hard to say because, like, I think the fragments, like, no matter what, are, like, the, the best-looking one, the fragment lows. But in a different way, these hit. I, I really do love the, like, kind of, like, reverse panda thing going on here. And if you guys don't know, the Nike Dunk Panda is, like, it's um a black and white dunk the le the um, the side panels like right here are black the toe box is white but these are kind of reverse and there's something about the the um the side panel the white side panel and the black toe box there's something i really that just sticks out to me and it actually kind of looks more panda y than the than the actual panda you know but yeah just taking a look at these um these this toe box here is suede. The the leather around the shoe is uh it's 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 this weird it's leather, but it's like really soft and smooth. It almost kind of feels like um suede in a way. I know that that sounds ridiculous, but it's a very buttery leather. And it's a it's a better quality leather than like you get with like a Jordan like a normal non Travis Scott collaboration like all those leather all the leather on like the fours and the ones are coming out they're all like really stiff and hard and for and this this leather is definitely way better way butter more buttery um obviously you got the olive backwards swoosh that's suede as well um on the left shoe um on the right shoe you have like the air jordan wings logo on the back and then on the left shoe it's the Travis Scott face, but it's actually a smiley face. It's not a frowny face, which that makes more sense to me. You know, I'd be pretty happy if I had stuck my dong and Kylie Jenner. Um, and it comes with three laces. It comes with olive laces, black laces, red laces. I personally think the white laces look the best on it. Um, I've seen pictures with the olive and the red. The red just looks too flashy. Um, and uh, the olive... I think the olive looked okay. I don't know, but I like the white. It pop big to me. It makes it pop more. And when I when I would see the pictures of Travis wearing them online, they were all white lace. So I think the white looks best. Um, yeah, man. I don't know what it's called. Uh, also, the bottoms are as you can see, they're uh, they're olive there too. I don't know what this phenomenon is called, where you just like you see something enough times, um, you want it. Maybe I can Google it. There's got to be a word for it because um, this is a great example of that. When you see something 
so many times you want it. Let's see. Frequency illusion. Is this what it is? Let's see. Frequency illusion is also known as the the what the fuck is it? Bader Minoff phenomenon or frequency bias is a cognitive bias referring to the tendency to notice something more often after noticing it for the first time, leading to the belief that it has an increased frequency of an occurrence. That is not what I'm talking about. Um, let's see. What is the Bader mean? Wait, wait, what, so what is the Bader Minhoff effect? I don't know. Okay. Um, it says scientifically the phenomenon is thought to be due to a type of cognitive bias in which the brain prioritizes new information and focuses more attention on it. This can result in this. Is, I, I, this is not what it is. this is not what I'm talking about. Um, no, see this. Okay, so this is more. I think when you see something enough. Wait, is there a new word for, for when you hear about it or learn something completely new to you and you suddenly start seeing or? Okay, so I think what this is is when. You learn about something, and then you automatically start seeing it everywhere, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a phenomenon where, here, I see here red, where the hell did it go? Red car phenomenon? Okay. All right. I lost it. <laughs> this is the worst podcast ever. Worst podcast. I'm so sorry, guys. I suck. Oh, too many dicks. Um, all right. I don't know. There's there's something about it where if you guys know, uh, let me know what it is. When you see something so many times in advertise, I guess it's, it's an advertising term where you see something enough and eventually you like cave in and buy it. That's what the fuck this is. Um, but yeah, I I I, uh, I I I I dig them now, man. I I, I love them. Um, I guess you could do that. I mean, I guess you could do that to about anything, right? If you see something enough, you eventually want to want to buy it or do it. There's got to be a word for it. Anyways, all right. I won't. I'm not gonna fucking go into my mental spiral in the middle of the podcast. But yeah, so I caved in, bought a pair of jo- uh, Jordan One Travis Scott Low Olives. I love them, and um, on a scale of one to ten, um, I'll give them. Uh, I haven't worn them yet, but I know tra- uh, Jordan One lows are very comfortable, very wearable. Um, so, but the only thing about Jordan One lows is that they are kind of flat-footed, and when you wear them around long enough, it does kind of does kind of uh, get a little hurtful, um, just like my ex and uh, just like my dad. <laughs> So I'll I'll give them a nine, and or what else do we got for hype? It's obviously a ten, um, for just the way it looks. Like I said, man, it's just like it's it's just I don't know. It's like I'm entranced by them. Like at first I thought I I, I can't explain it. So I'll I'll give them a nine because I can't say like the fragment ones are just like there's it makes sense to me. But these don't, don't for some reason they don't make sense to me because even olive is not. You know what it is? Olive is not even like a color I like. 
it's just um, something about the panels and stuff. I, I, I can't explain it. So I'll give it a nine for that. And uh, yeah, so I guess, yeah, let's, so, let's say nine out of ten for these. Nine out of ten. Um, yeah, happy to have these in my uh, collection. Um, now, I did mention we have uh, two shoes I want to unbox. And this next pair is uh, definitely more special um, because they actually are a custom Nike shoe. Now, I'm not Travis Scott. The, um, I don't have a connection at Nike. I'm not an athlete or a big-time celebrity. They didn't make my own <laughs> shoe line. Let's not get crazy. But... Nike has this thing called Nike ID where you can actually customize um, a colorway for a shoe you want. Like if you go online, you can just go to Nike ID or Nike um, do it yourself, create your own, and you can literally customize your own shoe, like different colorways and stuff. And obviously we all know the Nike Dunk is probably the most hyped Nike silhouette out there. And... A few months ago, I got an email uh, or um, notification, actually, to my uh, phone that says, like, uh, would you like to create your own Nike Dunk Low? Now, I'm not special, but I did find out eventually, like, they did, like, people who are Nike members that had been shopping with Nike or have, like, a Nike account for whatever X amount of time did get this kind of exclusive access invite to customize their own Dunk, and... Um, I got the notification and it said it was available for like maybe like while supplies limited. So I just kind of like quickly slapped together a colorway that I thought was cool and I purchased it and I, uh, I think it came out great. You guys want to see it? Let's, let's take a look. So Nike dunk by you Nike uh, slash Nike ID. It comes in this kind of smaller than normal Nike box. On top, it says Nike by you. And this is pretty cool. The tag, um, the normal like shoe tag with the SKU number and the barcode. No barcode. It just says Nike by James, the shoe size, and a little picture of the shoe you made, um, which is kind of cool. My name's on it. And... Um, is there anywhere else in the box that's like, okay, so also on the bottom has like your just classic uh, Nike logo, swoosh, all that shit that no one really cares about. Um, yeah. So it's a unique box, the Nike ID box, a little smaller, but uh, pretty cool. Let's uh, let's open this up, and I, I'm excited to show you guys um, what I created, and hope you guys doesn't think it looks too stupid, but... That was my biggest fear, too. Like, I made them, and, like, you know, obviously, like, I, I, I you know, I, I uh, stylized them, and I color, you know, picked the colors, so I think it looks good. But, like, you just never know. Like, you know, like, there was there was one um, Nike Air Max 90 that I customized when I was uh, in middle school, I want to say. That turned out fucking horrible, and I never, I literally wore them once or twice, and, like, my friends called them clown shoes. And it's funny, I, I just went home not too long ago and I was searching through my old shit and they're still in the box, like completely like brand new almost, like worn twice. And you could tell like 
because the Nike Air Max 90 has like a, a bubble box where you where you could see like the the air bubble and it's like all foggy and it's just like um these shoes are so lonely you know it's like it's like it's like a it's like someone's someone who hasn't got laid in like 40 years and you just look at their private parts and it's just dirty and dusty and covered in hair and just like you blow smoke and like fucking dust flies everywhere you know those poor things like i feel bad for them i made them my name was on them and i just never they were so ugly i fucked up that's my fault anyways so here we go um the nike by you the box is like a slidey box that doesn't kind of come all the way out um i don't know what technology um stops it from coming out all the way so i can't really pull out the the tissue paper the shoe paper but it's pretty cool it's just like a customized shoe paper that says nike by you on it with like random barcodes um and uh yeah okay so let me show you what i made here how about that there's the left pair and let me get the right pair real quick out here look at that so we got a Nike Dunk here with uh, some white, some gray, some red, and uh, some mint, mint green. Um, that's That was kind of my um, cute little touch to it to make it look a little different. I told you before with the Travis Scotts, man, it's like I got I, – I, there's something about the white um, – what do you even call not toe the toe box is this there's something about the white side panel around the toe um and like the different color toe box that i just those travis scott lows really made me realize how how much i dug that like the white kind of um what do you even call this part toe box no side panel I don't know what it's called, mudguard. I don't know what it's called, but like this outside portion of the toe, this when it's white, I, I just for some reason I think it looks so so goddamn uh, cool. So I guess I'll take you like kind of the reasoning why I made it this colorway. Um, real quick, let me just like do a little, give it a little twirl for you. Here we go. Here we go. And the best part, the little personal touch, I got uh, my last name customized on the back. Camacho, kicking it with. Camacho. Um, yeah. So let me kind of tell you like uh, a little bit why I chose these colorways. So I um I would say my favorite color, gun to my head, is red. Right, red is my favorite color. Then you got like light blue, which I like, and you got gray. So that's kind of where it started. Like I knew I wanted a shoe with red on it, and uh, maybe some light blue. Right. Then I kind of took a look into my collection and it was like, okay, what do I need? Like what kind of shoe, like what colorway of shoe do I not have? And I kind of realized I don't have like a red and gray shoe. Like I have red, gray, and black, red, gray, and blue, um, maybe red, gray, and um, uh, just whatever. I have a bunch of like shoes that are red, gray, and something else, but nothing that's just, that's just red and gray, right? So that's kind of where it started. It's like, okay, I want to make something that uh, a, a shoe that I don't have, right? A colorway I don't have. So we started with red, then we got the gray, and then obviously, like I said, like I was really feeling that Travis Scott kind of white side toe thing. 
So that's kind of where that's it, it really started from like right here, the white here. And then I was like, okay, I don't have a lot of um, gray, right? I don't have a lot of like just regular gray and red shoes. So that's where the gray came on. And then I started adding sprinkles of red. And then um, I wanted to make the shoe kind of personal. And that's kind of where I was like, okay, what's my like next favorite color? And that's where the light blue came. But they didn't have the option to do light blue. The closest thing they had was just regular dark blue, or which which looked horrific. Like I think I tried. Like they, they, it's pretty cool actually. This Nike custom stuff you can just um, it shows you the shoe and you just pick the colors and it'll show you what the shoe would potentially look like. The blue didn't work. The blue just didn't work right. Also, I do have like red and blue shoes. So I saw the mint, which is kind of close to light blue, and I didn't have any mint color shoes so i was like okay let's see how that looks and yeah that's kind of where this the, the the laces and like this little hint i i didn't want this the one thing i didn't want to do was to fuck up like i did with the the last customs i had when i was a kid so if i can find a picture i'll i'll pull it up but i don't know if i have any pictures of them the air max 90 i customized when i was a kid was just like a, it, it was a quote-unquote skittles shoe which means it was literally every single color, like a rainbow, just all over the shoe. That's why people would make fun of me. Like, it's a clown shoe. Because it literally was orange, blue, green, neon yellow, uh, red. Just just every color into one. Like, literally think of a rainbow or like that rainbow parachute from your first grade PE class on a shoe. It was just, it was, uh, it, I, I just thought, I don't know, I thought more was better, but I was so fucking wrong. And, um, you know, I know I was wrong because I fucking wore them twice and I never wore them again after that. So I wanted to avoid, I wanted to make something that wasn't so crazy like that, that had some more, uh, I guess, classical, like chill look to it with a little bit of pizzazz, right? So I really think, and you guys could agree or you guys could think I'm a stupid piece of shit, but I think the red, gray, and white, like, kind of, like, looks, like, you know, pretty classical, cool, chill. And then I think just, like, this kind of hidden hint of mint is perfect, right? I mean, that's what a mint is. You pop it in and kind of gives you, gives you this little this little hit, right? So um, that's the inspiration. I wanted to create kind of a red and gray shoe um, with, like, a little bit of... Uh, kick to it like a little bit of a personality to it I also like I've never seen a Nike shoe a Nike dunk that even comes close to this and I hope they don't make one because that would kill me because I'm a big fan of like individuality and having something no one else has so like even if they make it like this without the mint and it mines is still different I just hope they don't like come out with any colorway like I said where it's like the white uh, sides with the, you know, the red and the gray. I just hope, I I hope they don't make anything like this again because I want to be the one person that has um, something that looks like this. I always find it weird because, like, I, I saw a lot of people share the shoe that they, like, customized, and they literally would take something that's already made and just make it the same colorway because I guess, like, a lot of the shoes... um you know, with the resale value, they're like thousands, not thousands, but like sometimes like hundreds of dollars in the resale market. They can't afford them. 
And a Nike custom shoe is only 150 bucks, so they just made their own version of it. But I just don't think there's like there's no originality to it. There's nothing special about that. So I don't know why people do that. Like I see a lot of people making um a Chicago colorway dunk because there's those Nike SB Dunk Low Chicagos, which I used to have a pair. I sold them. But um, they were just making their own versions of that. I'm like, dude, like, that's not special. Like, there's no creativity. There's no originality. Like, I don't know. I really just wanted to make something that no one else had. And uh, obviously, with the custom, my name on the back, um, I, uh, this is just, this is, a, this is my pair. My one-of-one one special pair. And I got to admit, man, like, um, I don't know about what you guys think, but. You know, when I pulled them up, when I when I created them and I looked at them on the web, I thought they were cool. And now that I have them in person, man, I think I did a pretty knockout job with these, man. Like, I love the way they look. I think they look so cool. I haven't worn them yet because um, I've been saving it. Um, you know, I want to do the unboxing first and show you guys while they're uh, brand new before I uh, I wear them. Oh, Jesus. But I, I think these look beautiful. Shivani says she likes them. She could just be lying. I don't know. That's one of the. That's one of my biggest flaws as a human. I can't. I am literally incapable of taking compliments. Like if someone goes good job. Like I used to have this problem where like I would open for people, and then I would have a good set, and then when they would say good set in my mind, I'd be like, ah, they're just saying that. <laughs> I I literally can't take in compliments, man. It's so fucked up, but. Yeah, I think I did a great job with these. I fucking love these, man. Um, I can't wait to wear them. I will be wearing them for the um, the special taping. These are the shoes I'm going to be wearing for the special taping. I have a couple articles of clothing coming in. Um, some mint shirts, some like gray, red attire that, that that's going to match these. I'm still kind of picking out my outfit for the special taping, but I know for a fact these shoes are going to be it. We'll probably try to have a, some kind of shot where, you know, you see the, the Camacho, you know, on the heel and uh yeah you guys see it first these are the shoes i'm gonna wear to the special taping these customized nike id low dunks that that came out great and you know like um i gotta give nike credit man because i shit on nike a lot and a lot of people shit on nike a lot in terms of like the quality of the stuff they're putting out and i will say this man the leather on these is pretty goddamn good um like I, w I wouldn't say it's as good as the Travis Scott's because it's not that, like, suede buttery, but it's that tumbled kind of leather that I like. It seems very flexible. So, like, when you wear them, even if they do crease, it's not going to be, like, a hard crease. Sometimes the leather is just so, like, stiff, and then the creases look so bad, dude, like, so bad. Like, if you took, like, um, a playing card and you folded it, you know that, like, crease you would get? Sometimes... The creases look that ugly, but these tumbled like pebble leather. Let's see if I can like, I don't know if you guys can see how like the leather is kind of like that pebbly thing. It just seems like it's going to be more flexible. And then the creases probably will like uh, camouflage a little bit more. Um, I haven't tried them on, but the padding seems good, man. I mean, they did a good job with these, man. You almost wish they would make every... Every dunk like this, you know? But I guess, you know, when you mass produce stuff, you kind of just go with, like, um, whatever's cheapest. Like those panda dunks, man. Like, I, I got a new pair of panda dunks recently from, like, um, 
because they're like they, they, I mean they've made literally twenty billion pairs, and the it's it just like um, yeah, it, it doesn't the quality is not that good on there. But yeah, this is it. Um, these are my customized Camacho Nikes. I hope you like them. If you like them, please drop me a comment. Let me know what you think. If you think they're ugly, just keep it to yourself. I don't want to um, I don't want to have to deal with your negativity. But yeah, guys. So um, that's it for the the new pickups. Um, sorry, I gotta try to. I um, I sprained my wrist actually not too long ago. I was at the gym um with the dumbbells and shit, and I was looking at my phone at the same time, which is never a good idea. And I kind of like um, I was looking at my phone. I think like someone sent me a dick pic or something. I was like, what the hell is this? And then like I picked up like a seventy pound fucking dumbbell all awkwardly and i fucking like sprained my wrist so being a little ginger about it um where does the word gingerly come from does it come that does it have any relation to redheaded people because gingerly means careful right what's careful about gingers hmm. i don't know all right well anyway speaking of the gym Here's something that crazy that happened to me. So I go to Equinox. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big douche. And um, I uh, there's something like it's, it's, it's a crazy social experiment because someone actually asked me this recently about in regards to comedies. They were like, do you think like rich people crowds are different? Like like the, the more money people have, do you think the audiences are different? Like. The richer crowds, like people with more money. Do you think they're a different audience? And and I was thinking about it. I'm like, I think rich people are different crowds because um, usually they're working like pretty corporate good jobs. So they're probably in like a corporate environment where they can't really be themselves. Also, like when you have more stuff to lose, you get a little more buttoned up, you know, so you're more worried about your image. And the few times I have done like uh, private gigs, like I did a private gig once for like these rich people. And like, yeah, it's like anytime you do jokes like 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 observational or like, uh, I guess, um, race jokes, not even race jokes, race jokes are fine. It's just like when you talk about like social stuff, they always shut down. But then when you talk about like hacky stuff like like race or like if you make fun of them, they love that, you know. So I think there was something to be said about rich audiences kind of like. You know, not being as fun as people that maybe don't have as much to lose, you know? Or, like, you know, people that don't take themselves too seriously. Because, yeah, I think rich people, people are doing well. They they think they're the shit, you know, and they don't they don't laugh at themselves enough. Um, anyways, so now I go to this luxury gym, Equinox. And, um, you know, if you go to a luxury gym that costs a lot of money... There's going to be some rich people there that are kind of snobby douches. And this is I was I was working on a, a the assist, a, the assisted bench. If you guys don't know what that is, if you don't go to the gym, it's just like it's like a, a squat rack slash bench rack where if you need to like uh, let's say you're, you're, you're benching, you can like um, you can there's a hook where you could like hook the fucking bar onto the the rack. So, like, let's say if you're doing a freeway bench 
and you get fucked, like you're, you're too weak. Like you're going to need someone to spot you or come lift the bar off you or help you out. Right. But with this, you don't really have to think about that. You can just, you know, go at it. And if you feel like you're failing, you can just turn your wrist and lock it in. Right. So I'm on this thing and I'm doing my benchies, whatever. Right. Trying to get my testicles, my chesticles up. And this lady comes to me and, you know, it's pretty often when people come up to you and ask you how many sets you have left. I swear to God, dude, she literally goes like, what's going on here? And I was like, what? You, what? Like, she just gives me that look like, 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 what is this? I'm like, wh- like, you know, I always do this thing at the gym, too, where like I on purposely like take forever to answer when people go like when people want to know how many sets you have left. Because uh, I just I don't know. I just like the awkwardness. You know, because like, you know what they want, but like I try to pretend like it could be something else. Like maybe, hey, do you want to get dinner? <laughs> do you want to hang out? Do you want to know my name? You know, I just kind of leave it up in the open. Like people will come up to me and then like they'll be like, how many sets do you have? Now pretend like I didn't hear them because I have my music on. I'd be like, how can I help you? And they're always just like, how many sets do you have? I'm like, oh, well, let me tell you. But so she comes up and she kind of gives me that look and I pretend like I don't hear her. I take my headphones off. I'm like, Yo, what's up? And she goes, I need that. And immediately, I'm just like, I need that. Like, who the fuck says that to someone, right, at the gym? It's like, how many sets do you have left? Like, can I work in with you? You never hear, I need that. Like, get the fuck out. I need that. <laughs> so immediately, I'm like, well, I need it too. Because I'm, I'm here. I'm working. So I, I need it too. And she goes, oh, well, I need it. She doesn't even ask me how many sets I have. She just gives me a whole, like, I need it, all right? And then she, like, stands awkwardly close to the thing. Like, so close that, like, when I finished, I was, like, re-racking. And she was, like, an inch away from, like, where you put the weights on the side. And I was like, I'm going to rack these, if excuse me. And then she didn't even move. She just stood there. Like, to the point where, like, I could have almost hit her. By accident, like if I was like taking them off, like it was it was awkward. Like I was like th- like maybe this close, to, like touching her, because she was standing so close to where the the, the freeway rack was. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I need that. Like, what the fuck do you mean you need that? Like, what kind of shitty bitchy thing is that? Right? It's like, could you say, like you ever so has someone ever said something to you? Where you immediately in your mind just you can sum them up perfectly like you're a bad person. You're a fucking uh, entitled piece of shit, aren't you? Like you just know that person like I need that. Like you just know they're awful to hang out with. Joan is awful. Um, Hashtag Black Mirror. But like maybe her name was Joan. Wouldn't that be great? But like you just know you're pe- that person's a piece of shit. Like you just like you ever have that where someone says something to you? You know, and you just, you just, you just know, like when someone goes, um, oh, or, or, is that what we're doing? You're just like, just shut the fuck up with, is that what you're doing? Just tell me what you mean, dude. Just tell me. Don't, don't this, um, oh, what's, what's the word? Passive aggressive way to like say you're frustrated. Just fucking be a man. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just shit. I need, you don't need it. All right. It's like, if you need it, if you really need the squat rack, if you need this assisted rack, then fucking buy one and put it in your stupid New York City apartment. You know? Do you really need it? If you need it, then why don't you have access to it at home? You only have access to it from 6 a.m. to 
10 p.m. where Equinox closes, I need it. No, you don't. You don't need it. I don't even need it. I'm just working on here right now. So I fucking, I have rights to it because I'm working. And then when I'm done, you get to go on. I need it. Like, you don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't, like, it's like, it's not a toilet. Like, you don't need it, right? That's why you have a toilet at home because if you have, a, you have a toilet, you have a sink, you have a kitchen, because you need those things. You don't need a squat rack. It's like it's like if I go, oh, man, I need this. is brutal, dude, because that word gets thrown around all the time. I need this. Like, you know, coffee. I need coffee. But even that, that makes sense because people go, I need coffee. So people get their own coffee makers. I got my instant coffee here. I need it. You need it to what? And listen, like, like this is going to sound harsh, but this person was not exactly a looker, okay? He's like, yeah, you need it. You need it for fucking, you, you need it a lot. You probably need to do 100 million sets because uh, you got a lot of trimming to do there on that, I don't know, no guts or if you know what I mean. Jesus Christ, man. I can't stand it. Like, how do you even go about doing that? How do you go? There was another time I was at um, Equinox, and I, I'm on this uh, – I'm on the, the, the ab mat. It's just like a mat where people stretch and, like, you know, they do ab workouts, right? And I'm on there, and this, like, fucking lady with plastic surgery, like, you could just tell her – like, she looked like that Bill Burr bit where it's like um, – do you want to look like you lost a fight? Like, that's what you're going for? Like, she looked like that, right? And, uh, you know, she's, she's it's just one of the, like, like I hate, like, we all know what I'm talking about. The stereotypical, like, bad plastic surgery, so obvious you're old, trying to re regain your youth. Her body, too, was, like, she had all these, like, like Lululemon tight, like, yoga pants things, but, it's like, she just had, like, just just old flab coming out. and Like, I, I hate to be that person, but, like, it's just, like, it's so obvious that you're trying to look hot and young, but you're just not. You know what I mean? So she comes up to me with her fucking plastic surgery lips, her fucking puffy face, and she just goes, what? She, she literally just points, to, like, she didn't say hi, she didn't say excuse me. She goes, like, she, she goes, like, why are you wearing sneakers on the... Um, the ab mat like and i'm like at first i'm like i don't even know what the fuck's going on because i've been going to this gym for a year now everyone there's no rule that you can't wear your sneakers on this mat like people do it all the time i did it today i was there and like everyone does it right it's not like a thing so she brought up to me it's like you can't wear your sneakers on the mat like what are you doing and i'm like i i've never heard that before like i don't think that's a thing and then she just ignored what I said, obviously, because I'm sure just to her, I'm just fucking peasant, fucking Mexican looking guy. She's like, tell me why I have to be on this mat. Like I have to. She, she literally goes, why do I have to be on this mat when you're putting your dirty feet on there? That's what she says. Like you're wearing your dirty shoes on here. Why do I have to suffer and be on this thing? Like you think you could just put your dirty feet on here? And I have to deal with it. And I literally, I did the most grown-up thing. I literally go, because Equinox is huge, right? Like, the one I go to has four floors. There's these ab mats on each floor. I literally was just like, hey, listen. Obviously, you have a problem with me and what I'm doing here. So I'm going to leave. 
and I'm going to go to another ab mat. And then she didn't say anything, and I didn't say anything after that. I just fucking got up and left. I didn't even leave, like, any kind of, like, space or time for her to retort. I just fucking got up and left. I was like, I'll just go somewhere else because you seem to be miserable around me, you know? And just, like, like, humble, like, like, it's not even the thing. Like, I, like... First off, you take your shoes off at the gym. I think you're a fucking weird person. You know, I, people do that all the time where they squat or whatever. They deadlift. They, sorry, I'm sorry what, interrupt. what? Well, the whole reason why there's mats is so that you don't have to do these things on a dirty floor. Okay, should, what, first, first off, I thought you weren't listening, but two, it's like that. It's not a thing. Like, if you want to come here and talk about, it, we can talk about it. Come, come here, come here, come here. I can't, I can't. No, because no one can hear you. So you're, you're, you're speaking to me, but you're, no one can hear you. Okay, so Shivani's eavesdropping, even though she said she, she said she wasn't, she wasn't listening. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Like, listen. No, 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 no. Because, because I know where you're gonna go with this, and you're, 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 you're gonna defend her, because for whatever reasons, like you shouldn't defend her. Because do you, do you see anybody else? Do you see anybody else at the gym put their shoes on the mat like that? Yes, all the time. Yes, all the time. This is like this is never right. put it in the comments. Do you put your shoes on the mat at the gym or is it your the mat supposed to be a, like a safe space so that you can put your back and your skin on there so you don't have to be on the ground. So you don't have to be on the ground yes. where like literally the like sidewalks and streets of New York City are on the bottom of your shoe, I, and you're supposed to touch your back and your arms you and your head okay. to the to the to streets of New York City. Give me the microphone. So I see I see your point. Like I see your point. Like yeah, like you know the bottom of my shoes are disgusting and like, but that's not what it's for. It's not supposed to be a place where like you you have to take. There's no thing where you no shoes on here. Like you, no one else does that. Like. I was there today. I was there. Yeah, I go every day. No one takes okay. her shoes off. But like, if you're doing planks, right? If you're doing planks, say you can keep your shoes on the ground and then put your arms on the mat. Or if you're doing sit-ups, then you lift your shoes in the air so they're not on the mat, and then you do sit-ups. I don't know if they can see you, Sh Shiv. I know what you're saying, but it's not a thing there. Like, uh, and like, for the love, of, I don't know why you're already defending this person who was a complete piece of shit. Like the way they talked to me, like they talked to me like that time we were trying to go to dinner and they were like, la like they said we'd have no seats left and they were completely fucking um, empty. I'm not defending her. I think that she should have just left it alone. It's like not her, you know, it's not her fight to fight that day. Right. Should have left it alone. But I do like whenever I go to the gym and I use the mats, I always do wonder. I'm like. Well, did the person who used this mat before me, like, how, how much did they soil it? And, like, no, how, no, 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 no. how much of my body can I put on give me, give me it? Thing. You have it wrong. It, it isn't one of those mats where you hang up and you put down. It's like, it's like, that, ex it's like that ab area where, like, yeah, the pat. No, it's rolled up on the side. No, no. No, it's not something you roll up and you put back. It's the floor. It's the actual floor. So, you know, when you have the gym, you have the floor where people drop the weights, and then you have the ab area. Where it's a, it's a more cushiony floor. Like get, get up, I, no one can see you. If you want to be in the thing, it's it's not the thing where you take it and you put it down. It's the actual part of the floor. It's just that area where they have all the the ab rollers and the strings. But it's oh, not. Okay, so it's it's not the mat that you roll out. No, no, it's not like the yoga mat. It's literally like you you take the mats and you can put them on there. 
She literally came up to me and she goes, you're an animal. Take, like, why should I have to be on here with your dirty shoes? I know. So, yeah, I love how Shiva always does this. Like, I'll, I'll be saying something like someone, someone will do something to me in public or disrespect me. And she goes, well, let's take a look from their angle. I'm like, there's no fucking other angle. I'm the boyfriend. I'm supposed to be the person you spend the rest of your life with. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Fuck them. God damn it. What happened recently? Didn't you do this to me recently, too? There's some other thing where I was like, man, fuck that person. And you're like, well, they might have a point. I'm like, ah! got to talk to my Jew on Wednesday. Hashtag therapy. All right. We got to wrap up there, guys. That really made me feel depressed. I was feeling all, I was getting it all out there. And you just, yeah, you made me want to transition. By the way, guys. Oh, 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 oh. Why are you, why are you uh, interrupting my podcast and eavesdropping? Did you hear everything I said earlier? It doesn't matter. Um, the Mixed Mutts podcast is currently on pause, guys. Um, Shivani is um, got some uh, professional things to take care of. And as you know, with this culture, the society, America, capitalism, if you have any opinions that doesn't align with corporate values, uh, if you have any opinion whatsoever and you put it in public, it, it, it's just not <laughs> it doesn't behoove you in getting a job. So we had the job interviews. And once they're done. We can probably go back on. Yeah, so um, we, 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 yeah, you know how it is, guys. You can't have a podcast if you're going to work in corporate America. So we have it um, on pause right now. And depending on the situation with Shivani getting her um, seven-figure job or whatever it is, eight-figure job. Um, I'm sorry. Like, if I, listen, I'm bummed out about it. The podcast was getting way more views than, than me babbling on about my fucking Equinox life. And um, it sucks, but... Um, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta worry about ourselves and, uh, making money to support our future kids. And, uh, that comes over, uh, you guys. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm sorry, but the mixed months podcast hopefully will be coming soon. It sucks. Cause we had some, uh, pretty prominent people that wanted to do it. And, uh, we, we just, um, right now we gotta put, um, Shivani's career first. So, um, Stay tuned for that, guys. We're going to wrap up here. This was some weird podcast. Um, but I appreciate anyone that stuck through. Um, let me know what you think about the custom shoes I made. If you liked them, if you hated them, don't don't bother. I don't, I don't need any more negativity in my life. And um, if you have... Oh, please come to the taping August 10th, Comic Strip Live. You can get tickets at jamescomacho.com. Again, all the tour dates are up there, too. Come see me live. I appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Zaitchen adios. We'll see you next week. Oh, guys, I keep forgetting because I am just on mushrooms and coffee and uh, ibuprofen and creatine. I always forget to do the last segment um, to show you what I'm wearing. So actually, I'm not. Uh, so so um, the shirt I'm wearing is actually a Levity Live shirt. I used to be a, a what do you call it? Not door guy, but I used to hand out flyers at Levity Live Comedy Club. Um, that was my kind of way into uh, the club, and uh, this is one of their staff shirts, which I think is pretty cool. It says laugh on it, and then on the back it has a bunch of um, – I don't know if you guys can see. But yeah, it's a weird shirt to wear when you do stand-up because <laughs> it's like the thing you want people to do is on your shirt, so it's almost like a weird like uh, – it feels like kind of beggy, you know? Like, hey, guys, can you do this? You know, I'm reminding you to laugh on my shit, you know? It's a weird shirt to wear. Um, and then, um, uh, my pants, I got these at Nordstrom's recently. I think they're pretty cool. I don't know what, what brand they are, but they're very comfortable. 
Um, they're on sale at Nordstrom. They're just olive pants. And the reason why I'm wearing these olive pants and this uh, this black and red levity shirt is because I am actually going to break in these Travis Scotts today. So today I will be wearing, as I head to my comic strip spot that I'm already really late for, I'm going to be wearing my Jordan 1 Travis Scotts. So let me put that on for you and do my, my weird flexible yoga Asian thing. All right. There we go, folks. Travis Scott, one lows, breaking them in today. Hope I don't get robbed on the subway. All right, guys, Dyson Adios, thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Bye. Come to the taping.